Can my IRA pay me? Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, looking at the IRS tax code, 4975CD, Treasury regulations, case law, can you actually get paid by your IRA? Great question, right? Get this probably 50 times a week. Um, and I'm going to break down the answers I'm talking about getting paid as a fiduciary, i.e. it's your IRA versus paying a son, a daughter, a non-fiduciary, um, reasonable and necessary services, and finally talking about services without compensation. Can that be done? So it's going to be a really fun podcast if you're watching on YouTube. Appreciate it. If you're listening, um, enjoy it. It's going to be 10 or so minutes. I'm going to essentially give you everything you need to know, whether you can get paid from your IRA. So just a quick recap. 4975C is in Charlie, talks about all the prohibited transactions, basically stuff you can't do with your IRA or 401k. And then if you look at 4975C1C, it says furnishing of goods, services, or facilities between a plan and a disqualified person. So if you look at this, you're like, oh, I'm done, right? There's no way I could furnish good services or facilities between a plan and a disqualified person. I am a disqualified person. Who's disqualified? It's the IRA owner, his or her lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons. So if I'm getting paid by my IRA to do something, C will kill it, okay? But 4975D as in David talks about exemptions to C, meaning if you could fit into an exemption under D, the prohibited transaction rules under C do not apply. So let's look at D uh, two. It says any contract or reasonable arrangement made with a disqualified person for office space or legal accounting or other services necessary for the establishment or operation of the plan, if no more than reasonable compensation is paid, therefore. Okay, so if you look at D2, you're like, good. Seems like I'm a disqualified person, right? It's my IRA. I may be able to provide office space to my IRA or do the legal or accounting if I can do so or other services necessary. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, brokerage services. Maybe it's being the real estate agent. Maybe it's investment services, whatever's necessary. And it seems like I can get reasonable compensation. So, hey, looks like D2 trumps C. It looks like I'm home free. I can get paid by my IRA so long as it's a for office space, legal accounting, or other services necessary for the establishment or operation of the plan. Okay, so it probably still can't be for um, mowing the lawn or uh, painting the roof, but you know, legal accounting, investment, administration, management, um, probably okay so long as reasonable compensation is paid. So now we're cooking, right? You're like, okay, 4975C, one um, C is a killer. Um, sorry, C1B, because I can't lend, uh, sorry, C1C, furnishing of goods, services, or facilities. That looks like it's no-no. Then I go to 4975D2. I'm like, I'm cooking. Looks like I can do reasonable compensation for necessary services like office-based legal accounting um, or anything else that's necessary. But then I got to go a step further, right? That's what it is about being a tax lawyer. 
Um, that's why it frustrates me sometimes when I, I watch people's videos or listen to podcasts and they're not lawyers, they're not tax lawyers. Maybe they are lawyers, but they don't have a master's in taxation. They never actually practice tax law and they're giving people advice that's 100% wrong. Like not even 99% wrong, 100% wrong. So now we looked at 4975C, we looked at 4975D2. Now we got to go a step further and look at Treasury Regulations 1-4975-6. Because unfortunately, there's more to look at. <laughs> so, you, you know, it's good and bad. The, the tax code's fun because it's like solving a puzzle. The problem is you never know when the puzzle's finished because there's always more and more stuff to do. So you look at 4975-6, it's proposed regs, um, um, but they have more clarity and more depth on what the exemption is for D2, the office space for services. So they basically carve up this exception between non-fiduciaries and fiduciaries. And in the IRA world, the fiduciary is you, right? You're the IRA, you're the one making the investment advice. A fiduciary can also be um, your investment advisor, right? Someone that has control over the assets, someone who's making investment discretion, uh, investment decisions regarding the IRA. So 4975-6 adds another layer that says, yes, yeah, C says you can't do it. D says, well, you could potentially get compensated so long as it's reasonable and so long as it's for office, legal accounting or necessary. And then dash six goes a step further and basically says, hey, if you're a fiduciary, meaning it's like a self-employed plan, a solo K, you're the trustee or a small business um, or a um, IRA owner, you're not going to be able to get paid for any compensation because there's a limitation as a fiduciary. If you're not a fiduciary, let's say maybe you're paying your kid, you're paying your mom, your dad. Um, potentially it's workable so long as it's reasonable compensation and it's um, necessary service, okay? Um, and necessary service under 4975-6 is service that's appropriate and helpful to the plan, obtaining the service and carrying out the purposes for which the plan is established or maintained. A per person providing such services to a plan, uh, solely by reason of relationships, described. So, the fiduciary issue is where it ends. So if you are a fiduciary, it's your IRA, a solo can, you're the trustee, you can't get paid. Even if it's reasonable compensation for accounting, legal, office space, you should not be involved, okay? There are some exceptions for investment advice if you're a stockbroker, but otherwise just trying to get paid to do like real estate services, whether they're necessary or not, if it's your IRA, if it's your solo can, you can't do it, even though 4975-6 and 4975-D2 seems to suggest you could. Now, there's one other wrinkle I want to add. There's a section that talks about non-payment, so services without compensation. And this is what it says. This is under 4975-6. It says, if a fiduciary provides services to a plan without the receipt of compensation or other consideration incurred in the performance of such services, the provision of such services, so long as it's reasonable and necessary, does not itself constitute a prohibited transaction. So in fact, the employer can actually deduct the cost, whoever's paying you, but you'll be able to provide the services so long as there's no compensation. So if there's any cost incurred in the furnishing of the office space or services, there may be a deduction even though you're not getting paid for it. Okay, so to add another layer is if you're a fiduciary, 4975C would say you, you can't do anything, can't provide any services. 
4975 D2 would seem to suggest you could, so long as it's office space, legal accounting, or necessary, and there's reasonable compensation. And then if you look at 4975-6, the Treasury regulations, it, it basically bifurcates fiduciaries and non-fiduciaries. says if you're a non-fiduciary, it's possible. If it's necessary, reasonable compensation. If it is a fiduciary, you can't get paid. But you potentially can provide the services without the compensation, including office space, legal accounting, or reasonable necessary. And on top of that, the employer can actually get a deduction for the cost incurred. It's just you can't receive any compensation. So to sum it all up, as best as a tax lawyer can, if you are a fiduciary of your IRA, which every IRA owner is a fiduciary, you can't give up your fiduciary rights. There's case law that says that. You can't get compensated for anything. Now, you can provide some reasonable and necessary services without compensation under 4975-6. If you're non-fiduciary, meaning it's a child of the IRA, a parent of the IRA owner, potentially you can compensate them for what's, uh, maybe even a spouse, for what's reasonable and necessary, like office space, legal accounting, uh, probably not painting uh, or being a real estate agent. That may be a push, um, maybe a little bit aggressive, but you have more flexibility. Whereas if you're the fiduciary, it's your IRA, you're the sole okay trustee, you can't get you can't really get paid for anything um, as long as you're not doing investment advice where there may be a further exemption under 4975D. But seems like you still can provide services without compensation, but again, it needs to be uh, reasonable and necessary, okay? You still can't just do anything you want. Um, it still should be reasonable and um, necessary. Um, and it needs to be reasonable, um, you know, uh, service being provided. So just remember that um, it's confusing. It's obviously safer. Do not, if you are using a self-directed IRA or a solo K, it's best not to get paid. If you have to do services without compensation, it could be possible under 4975-6, but it's um, just make sure that it is something that, um, is um, you know real, right, and necessary and reasonable, um, and not something that's kind of outside that perimeter. Um, and that's it. Um, if you're a non-fiduciary, you have more flexibility under 4975D2, exemption from 4975C, where you could be doing office expenses, legal accounting, reasonable necessary services for reasonable compensation. Um, but if it's your IRA, it's your solo pay, do not get paid for anything. Do not take money. You may be able to do some um, services, um, but it needs to be um, reasonable. Um, obviously, um, do not. Uh, the fiduciary issue is big. The IRS is very clear that they just don't want fiduciaries having conflicts. Whereas if it's a non-fiduciary, they'll allow for a little bit more flexibility. Um, so um, just just keep that in mind. But again, it's just better not to do anything um, that's not um, that's not required. Um, and definitely do not get paid if you are a self-directed IRA owner or a solo 401k trustee. Definitely, even if it's reasonable, necessary office space, um, you really are tainted. It's like Superman and kryptonite just doesn't mix. For non-fiduciaries, you have that reasonable compensation, accounting, legal office space that you can play with. But as fiduciaries, you got to be way more uh, diligent 
And if you are going to do services that aren't um, and incur expenses that aren't, um, then you're not getting paid for, you know, make, make sure they're, they're necessary. That's it. Uh, another uh, ad bit uh, in the bag. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a really good, important um, episode. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate that. If you're listening on um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you pick up your podcast, then also appreciate that. I uh, hope you guys learned something. Um, I know I did. This is always a really fun podcast where you get a bit of information on a very specific, you know, self-directed IRA, 401k alternative asset topic. Um, and we can learn from each other. So Hope uh, all is well. Hope you're having a great summer and uh, see everyone again next week. Take care.